I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerardo Del Real, here with my partner, friend, and colleague, Mr. Nick Hodge, who's also an investor and is the publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 217th episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World. We'll talk markets. We're definitely going to talk gold. We'll talk the volatility index. We'll talk about Jerome. We'll talk about Clarence Thomas. A lot of stuff going on as always, Mr. Hodge. But first and foremost, how are you today, sir? I'm doing very well, Gerardo. Uh, you mentioned daily profit cycle there. That's what the market does. It uh, cycles. And we've been telling you what the <clears> cycle <throat> was uh, and is and, and was going to be. And then here we are. So plenty, plenty to talk about. Let's get right into it. I'm well. I'm well dealing with allergies as I do every week here in Austin um, during this time of year, but not 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 anything to write home about. Things are great. Uh, family is well. Markets are what the markets are. A lot of great opportunities. Been writing checks. Been loading up on my copper exposure, as you know. Love my precious metals exposure. Love my lithium exposure, obviously with Patriot. So. No, personally, things are phenomenal. Um, professionally, business is fantastic. And, you know, on the investing side of it, things are really good. I'm really excited for, you know, the next several months and years. I think we're set up really, really well. Me too. All right. Let's get into it. Jerome has spoken. Jerome, 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 Jerome blinked. He at the very least blinked, right? We got another 25 basis point increase. Um, what we didn't get is the language saying that, you know, the Fed still unanimously felt that rates and and an aggressive uh, tightening policy could, would continue to be implemented. And the market took that initially as Jerome saying, I'm done. I, I probably broke some things. I told you some things were going to break. I told you it was going to be painful. Everything is not awesome anymore. We've been saying everything was not going to be awesome. You've been spot on with this. But look, um, the regional banks are down 78% in the past four months. We've had four negative days this week in the Dow. We're only four days into the week, so you take from that what you will. And then we have to talk the volatility index. We said last week, listen, we don't, we don't think the bank financial crisis is over, and volatility index had been so low for so long that that was bound to go higher. We didn't know what it was going to be, but we knew it was going to be something. Here we are. All of that's played out beautifully. And you know what else has played out beautifully? The gold price, it's looking solid. So let's start with Jerome. Let's talk policy. And then we can run down that list of items that I just put out there. I think we even gave some free picks last week, which you certainly got your uh, money's worth from. You know, uh, Revival Gold was uh, significantly sold off and then um, wow. you know, had a couple of um, updates since then on the back of this uh, higher gold price and then on the back of uh, you and I telling people that it was uh, significantly oversold. Uh, the quarter point rate hike was priced in. Um, uh, like I've been saying since last August, there's going to be, there's going to be no pivot. Uh, he was telling you as much, like you said. Uh, he said there's going to be pain, and and now the pain is uh, being felt. The the consumers getting pinched. The the banks are certainly getting pinched. And if you look at it on a on a market cap failure basis, the amount of bank failures we've had now in 20, what year is it? 2023. Um, <laughs> what year is it is great. That's right. such a 2023 Ooh. quote. Wait, 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 what year is it? 
rivaled what we saw in the, the 2008 GFC, and 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 hardly anyone's talking about it outside of the 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 Bloomberg's and the the FinTwit, as it were, the you know those people who were involved in the markets on on social media. This isn't a you know headline story on the evening news yet, um, but it could be as these banks continue to go bye bye. It seems like every uh, day there's another one that's on the cusp or another one that's down you know 50 percent in, in pre or post-market trading um, and it's a different sort of crisis which we've been over so I'm not going to go through that this isn't uh, um, you know their investments are, are going belly up or the the, the you <laughs> just <know>. them <laughs> right um, they're having runs and they can't cover their their cash because they've got it tied up in bonds that are a lower price than when they bought them so and I think the Fed likes this, but you know, if I put on my conspiratorial hat for a second, we all know that in conspiracies in the past years, many of them have been proven to be true. You know, the 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 Federal Reserve, um, which is neither federal nor has reserves, is it likes it when the you know the banking uh, power is concentrated, right? And that's why you've seen um, J.P. Morgan sort of emerge as this third arm, right? You've got Jerome at the Fed, you've got the Janet at the at the Treasury, and you've got Jamie over at J.P. Morgan, and they're giving him deals, right, to scoop up these banks. They're even uh, skirting some of the, the the written rules to allow him to absorb these banks at at cheap prices, and that gives them uh, a streamlined pathway to do some of the things that they want to do, right? If you could have um, the banking power concentrated in just a few big, big names, so. Uh, the even more conspiratorial among us, and not necessarily me per se, um, we're saying things like, you know, this is how they they usher in the policies that they want, whether that's central bank digital currency or, yeah. you know, wh- whenever it might be, it's easier to do when you've got just a couple of large institutions that are on side with you rather than this whole um, fractured uh, many thousands of different branches of, of regional banks. And so, um, I don't think they're they're too too worried about it uh, going away. Uh, what the market is saying now is that the pause is here, and so I want to be clear that that's not a pivot. That's just the cycle reaching its 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 natural progression, right? Um, I've long said that you know getting into Q2 and Q3, we would see that pause. We would see the yeah. recession manifest, um, and then by the fall, you might see some rate cuts. Well, now that's where we are. It's not because there was a pivot. It's just because the cycle cycles, and, and that's what we've cycled to. So we're getting deeper into it. Um, you know, we're a month into, into Q2, and um, there's some uh, value that's that's starting to be had out there. You mentioned the market's been down four days in a row. Uh, the Dow's negative for 2023 as of May the 4th today. May the 4th be with you. Wow. May the 4th not be with uh, the, the broad-based <laughs> equities, as it were. Uh, and so, look, what we've been saying continues to play out, and, uh, and and I'll be taking advantage over the next couple of months to get back into the the coppers, which you mentioned at the the top of this podcast, right? Like, um, you know, coppers were below four dollars for two weeks now, and 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 we're going to use these as opportunities as we head into the back half of the year. And certainly, um, gold is loving the uncertainty and the volatility, um, and the long end of the curve starting to fall off because of that recession. So we can talk about that. But what about you? You always ask me at the top of the hour, you know, about the, the macro stuff, but I know you follow it. Yeah, you you, you know, I follow it, but I, I, I tend to just really follow as it relates to my resource portfolio. That's my niche. That's my bread and butter. That's where I allocate 99.9% of my capital. So 
look, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this opportunity to bolster my copper positions. I've been really aggressive um, buying into a couple of names that, you know, did some financings that I think they otherwise would not have done if the copper price wasn't below four and the markets weren't so uncertain. I've been able to use, you know, weaker markets to take advantage of being able to write larger checks for myself, subscribers and friends that we otherwise, I don't think we would have been able to write without really uh, getting the price um, at, at more unfavorable terms. So extending my copper exposure, uh, I, I, I take a, you know, one to four year view on those speculations, right? For those checks, those are shares that will just sit there along with the warrants that come along with them. Um, and I'm going to let the pieces play out. I think we're headed for a copper market here in the next year, year and a half. That is is, is going to blow the, the, the socks off of people. I see six, seven, maybe even $8 copper over the next three, four years. I could be way off on that. It could be five and six. Five and six dollar copper is going to do very well for me if either of those companies that I wrote checks to make a discovery of significance. One already has, you know, 20% of an asset carried into production by a major company that's just working through some permitting hurdles. So, you know, if that works out, that'll make that'll be a 20-fold return on my capital. The other company owns an entire basin of copper, gold, silver. I think that's a 25-fold return over the next couple of years. And I'm I'm thrilled to have the position that I have there. So I like that for the copper space. I like seeing the lithium spot price, which again, isn't the most consequential um, lithium indicator on the market, but I do like seeing that bottom and it looks like it's consolidating. So I see a lot of the lithium names are bottoming. Uh, that includes Patriot Battery Metals. It includes the Lithium Americas. It includes the Alchems. It includes you know several names that have had charts that were a little not so flattering the last couple of months. Those look to be stabilizing. So like copper, like lithium, we have to talk precious metals. Silver looking good. Breached the $26 level today. Gold looking phenomenal. Um, we talked about gold for the last six months. First, we were bored. And then we said there could be a technical break below the 1764 level, I think it was. Um, and if that happened, we said there's a good chance it might touch 16. And it could go all the way to 15 if you look at that chart where it had to retrace. It held that support beautifully. And when it held that support... That's when we started saying it's not going to be a moonshot. It's not one moon for gold, but it is going to go technically, technical here, technical level here, technical level there. It's going to staircase all the way up. That's exactly what gold has done. And it's done so beautifully, putting in higher highs, putting in higher lows. I think we're going to have a ripping gold market here in the second half of this year. We're in May, June's next month. Gold touched 2063 earlier this week. It's at 2050 right now. That's with the dollar index that's still near 102. That's impressive, folks. For that dollar index to be at 102 and gold to be at or near record all-time highs is impressive to me. I love silver as a precious metals now. So that's what I'm looking at. I mean, the setup is exactly what we thought the setup was going to be. Multiple commodity bull markets really starting to position themselves for the next leg higher. Uranium, I got to touch on uranium a bit. Touch the 54 level between 53 and 54 on the spot price the disconnect in the uranium equities right now also presents a pretty compelling opportunity for the better names in the space so look i i get subscribers that write in they say why isn't patreon making new highs despite phenomenal news why is copper below four well we know it's because we're in a recession and it's a global thing and you know spending and deflation is very much you know deflation is a part of what where we're at now and uh, spending has been curtailed and will continue to be so for the next little bit but it looks great 
midterm to long term. So I'm happy. I'm excited about all the markets. The boring time is when you should be allocating capital, folks. Not when everybody gets excited. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, not not too, too much to add there. I will say that, um, yeah, you should have been allocated to gold. We've been talking about it now for months. Uh, dude, it actually hit like 2081 intraday. You didn't close that high, but, yeah. you know, um, that's the highest... Uh, you know, on my chart that that er, gold's ever been ever. <laughs> it's a long time, and, folks. You know, some of those names that we were mentioning on this podcast in recent weeks, and that I told you, you know, I had made a new gold recommendation in the in the monthly letter. You know, that stock was up ten percent today after after reporting earnings, and and people come running to the gold space. Uh, there's still some catching up to do. You know, if I look at a chart of gold and GDX, for example, over yes. the past year, gold's up ten percent. GDX is flat. So. Um, uh, forget the leverage that the gold stocks provide. They haven't even, you know, outperformed on a one-to-one basis, which tells me there's uh, a lot of upside to head and a lot of upside ahead for the gold equities. Um, and you couple that with this money that's coming out of these banks and the, and the fear that is is surrounding banks. And it's it looks pretty easy for for money to come into gold. And then you um, look at the size of the gold market, which which we often talk about, you know, um, smaller than you know, like. An Apple, for example, with a yeah. $2 trillion market cap. So, um, yeah, lots of things are, are looking good. Um, the volatility we didn't mention, is if we're just talking about things in the market, spikes up yep. over, over the, the past two weeks. I had told you last week that it touched a, a 15 handle and was, um, you know, uh, looked very suppressed to me. I, I had a feeling that, you know, volatility was going to increase as we worked through earnings season. Uh, which we're still in, and we'll actually get Apple earnings today after we record this, so those will be out long before you see this um, uh, podcast. But uh, it's important because, you know, I, I think that Apple is the largest percentage of the S&P yep. that it's ever been, right? Uh, and so so goes Apple and some of these big tech names, so goes the rest of the market, and that's one of the reasons that they've been able to to hang in there over, over the past couple of months. So that's starting to soften now. You're seeing the uh, the layoffs uh, mount up, and um, that volatility has has perked back up from you know fifteen to to eighteen or nineteen or, or so on the VIX. And um, again, the uncertainty is is good for gold and precious metals. Yeah, you, you you said the L word, layoffs. Um, it's happening quick. We have to talk AI. We have to talk IBM. We're talking a blue chip multinational, multi billion dollar company. We're not talking about you know, Gerardo's family office or a boutique shop here. Um, look, IBM has been very public that they plan on using AI to cut or replace 7,800 jobs over the next five years. Um, the company says it wants to use AI to replace 30% of back office jobs. If IBM is using it, if IBM is leading in that direction, I can guarantee you the Googles of the world the Amazons of the world, the Apples of the world are not too far behind. I have to wonder where, you know, the slate of uh, Amazon layoffs here over the neck over the last six months, um, how quickly this develops and how consequential it is. And look, AI has a lot of scary implications for our economy. There's a, a lot of exciting applications for the technology, obviously, but societally, there's going to have to be a shift. Um 
in 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 retraining a lot of these back office jobs that just aren't going to make sense to have a human in front of in five years, in six years, in seven years. And so I think that's a space to watch. It's not one that I'm very well versed in, but I can see and catch a trend pretty well early. I'm I'm, I'm halfway decent at that. This is one that could have material consequences to how our economy evolves over the next decade or so. It already is. Uh, you know, there's a company called Chegg. I don't know if you saw that story this week that <laughs> provides what they call educational services. Um, it, it's really a way for, for, for students to not do their homework. Uh, but it's a publicly <laughs> traded company. Um, and <clears throat> they reported earnings this week and they said that uh, ChatGPT is having a material impact, which is what you just said was going to happen. There's going to be material impacts from this on their business. Um, instead of using the Chegg services, that's C-H-E-G-G is the name of the company, uh, students are turning to the chat GPT to, to do their homework, to provide them with answers, to write essays, um, some of the same same services that Shake provides. And so uh, they had their earnings this week. They had the conference call and the, and the stock swiftly sold off, you know, 40 to 50 percent in a day um, because uh, they said that their their earnings were being impacted by students using the, the chat, B, chat GPT. And so. Um, I'm not, you know, hugely well versed uh, on it either. Uh, my gray hairs are multiplying every week, if you if you haven't noticed. Uh, but I've used it nonetheless in the business that we have to to write outlines for articles, to uh, come up with subject lines, and to uh, come up with you know uh, descriptive sentences that you know summarize an article and things like that. And it's quite astute. I've even used it to. Uh, I was asking it the other day, uh, like, tell me about the assets that SSR Mining has and, and where they are and how big the resources are. And, you know, it, within seconds, it's telling me SSR Mining has these assets in whatever, in Mexico, and these assets in, in Canada, and they have a resource this big, this many ounces of gold or whatever. And it's crazy, I mean, how 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 good it is. It's not just a Google result, but um, that's going to continue. At, and it's also a guise. We, we sort of touched on this last week, right? And I told you how much AI was being mentioned in the in the earnings calls of you know, sure. Microsoft and, and Google. Um, and it's sort of being tossed out there now, like, um, you know, uh, like dot com in 1999 or 2000, companies are saying, we're going into AI or we're developing a chat GPT competitor. Um, and it's having a positive impact on their, on their market cap, as opposed to the Chang example that I just Mentioned even even Elon the other week was saying that yeah you know, they were he was working on the, something for artificial intelligence but this is just staving off the economic reality or the economic gravity that earnings are slowing and, and growth is slowing because of, of this recession that that we're um, you know uh, currently in um, and sorry now I got I'm wondering we didn't mention GDP last week which. A slow down, you know, it wasn't a negative number, but uh, the direction is, is slowing from yeah. over two and a half percent growth in 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 uh, Q4 2022 to uh, I forget what the number was. I think 1.6 percent or 1.3 percent in the first quarter, and 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 going to be similarly slowing growth in this quarter. So, um, on the one hand, I, I agree with you. AI is real and. There's going to be significant implications for employment and the way we do things over the, the coming years. And at the same time, um, right now it's being used as sort of a ploy just because it is so popular. Let's talk about using people as ploys. Um, this Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas story and Harlan Crow 
um, Texas real estate developer story just keeps getting better, right? Back in the days, like in 2002, I think it was, Clarence Thomas felt compelled, compelled to disclose $2,000 in gifted tires to himself. What he didn't feel compelled to disclose is that his mom lives rent-free at one of Harlan Crow's homes that he bought, that his nephews had his college tuition paid for many, many years, that he's taking luxurious vacation trips, including on Mr. Crow's pay, uh, plane, um, his yacht. Uh, I could go on, but it's 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 a story that look. I am sure other Supreme Court justices have failed to disclose um, certain material gifts. This goes a level beyond that. And look, let's hold everybody accountable. I don't care what the background is. I don't care. Uh, what side you lean politically? Let's apply the same rules and standards to everyone. But this is egregious, man. This is just straight up Supreme Court pimping at its finest. Um, I'm curious to see where this goes. I mean, it, uh, it's a lot, Nick. It's a lot. Um, any thoughts on the state of our Supreme Court justices' <laughs> integrity as it relates to accepting? These aren't gifts. Come on, man. Your mom lives rent-free at the house for, like, ever. I was just going to quote Biggie and say, now my mom pimps a back with minks on her back. <laughs> Go you, Clarence. Go uh, you, Clarence. is hilarious. Uh, the great brother no, Christopher I, Wallace. I, <laughs> I do have things to, to add. I mean, it, not only does he not feel compelled to, to report those things, uh, he, the Supreme Court justices are feeling not compelled to go testify in front of Congress, right? Um, there was one yeah. the other day, and I forget which of the, the, the justices it was, because as you know, I, I try not to pay too, too close attention. But, <laughs> you know, Congress said, hey, we'd like you to come in and, and, and testify about some of this stuff. And he was like, and so that's uh you know sort of how they're feeling uh, at the moment not even um wanting to get close to any sort of accountability or um you know seeking of truth um and that's the the state of where we are with um our institutions though i will say um outside of the supreme court i was surprised to see a, a co-sponsored bill between miss aoc and and Matt Gates this week to to ban Congress from from trading in stocks because um, that obviously continues right the you know you you were just talking about Clarence Miss um, Feinstein from from oh, California God. who's about to retire before Stout I mean she's got before multiple, dying <laughs> many she's got multiple homes that are worth you know several several tens of millions of dollars right and it's like how do you and just like Pelosi and and all the people that that that, that are cited getting rich on their um, you know, a low six-figure salary, right? I mean, perks of the job. And so and there was just an example in the, in the past weeks with these regional banks where uh, I think it was a congresswoman was um, selling regional bank stocks and buying J.P. Morgan before they were given the deal to, to absorb the, some of these companies. And so that continues to be rampant. And so kudos where kudos are due. I, that was strange bedfellows there with AOC and Mr. Gates. To, is it Gates or Gets? Anyway. It's like Leo gets from from from, um, oh god, what was the movie? I got nothing deserve to have his name pronounced correctly either. So, <laughs> so don't worry about it. Whatever you want, Leo gets. <laughs> uh, lethal weapon. That's what it was. Joe uh, Yeah, that's hilarious. You're full and, of quotes anyway, today, so, Nick. You're, you're full of quotes today. Well, you know, 
If I could get them accurate, it would be even better. But anyway, good to see that bill uh, proposed. I don't think it has a, a snowball's chance at hell of, of getting uh, through both houses um, because they would be taking away their, um, you know, golden goose. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't think we talked last week about the changing landscape in media. We got to talk that, that a little bit. Um, it was quite a week last week with Tucker Carlson, which I could care less about. I wanted to punch him in the mouth before for some comments he made about going up to kids. And I was like, if you ever have any of your little listeners come up to one of my kids, you're in for a rude awakening. Um, but, but look, you know, equally obnoxious to me is Don Lemon on the other side. And both of them got fired, you know, for, for whatever reason they got fired. Again, I don't follow it too closely. I don't really care enough, but it does speak to a changing landscape. It was amusing to me, as always, how much people cared. Um, it was interesting to me that one is very left-leaning, Don Lemon, and one is very right-leaning in Tucker Carlson. Um, but things yeah. are a-changing, right? In the words of I Bob think, Dylan, the things are a-changing. I think... Don Lemon said that some lady politician was too old to be running or um, women So she was out of her prime in her 40s. Yeah. That that women are no longer in their prime in their 40s. There you go. Is that the case, Don? You might not know because I know you don't lean that way, but um, anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) He would be better. I mean, Mr. Lemon would have been better qualified had he been opining on men. I'll just leave that there. Interesting. Uh, But I did not know that. (laughs) Him and, him and Anderson. Uh, no, I don't watch either or any of the cable news for sure. Um, if I, Anyway, if I turn on the news, it's normally on a weekend morning and I catch uh, the local news just to see what's going on. But it wasn't just those two people. I wonder if there was something else going on, right? Like it was, it, Fox had just had that settlement about the, the slander with the voting machines. And we I'm didn't sure talk about that. At, at CNN. Uh, but there was other media corporations called belly up too, like BuzzFeed declared bankruptcy yep. in the past couple of weeks. I think Vice uh, is preparing to do the same thing, and and you wonder if is some of that is you know your your AI already coming in there to to write stories and then how much they're using that. But um, other than that, I haven't followed it too closely. Other than to to, to I'm interested in where Tucker ends up because sure. The, he was had a much wider viewership than Don Lemon, and he's sort of that you know cult of personality, right? Like, um, is he going to be Trump's running mate? Does he have political ambitions? He was already offered like a hundred million dollar deal to uh, go to some other uh, media outlet. I forget the name of it, but that's what I'm interested to see. Like, what's his next move? Because you see, he'll put out a video, and it'll get like oh, five yeah. or ten million views on Twitter in 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 24 hours. Maybe he wants to be a newsletter writer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was thinking. I actually thought about that. I'm sure Agora sent him an email. Uh, what are you watching in the markets this week, Nick? I, I don't think there's anything uh, outside of what we've already touched on that that that's too urgent or top of mind for me. Uh, what are you looking at? No, I want to see how these uh, earnings continue to play out. Um, they, I'm in, increasingly interested in the debt ceiling, which we've mentioned a few times here, and. Um, they're starting to get more play in the media. That's coming up very fast. I've already seen. And Krugman I haven't even thought about out. that. Krugman was out this week talking about the 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 minting the coin <clears throat> again, right? The trillion dollar platinum coin. What's your thought? My new thought on the dead ceiling negotiations, and and it's a revised thought. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Come on, Nick, these guys and gals. The one thing they agree on behind the scenes always is printing more money, right? They don't want to interrupt their vacations. They don't want to interrupt the flow of things. It's just political theater." I actually sat there and thought about it after, I think it was two episodes ago, 
I think this political class on both sides is stupid enough to push the button. And 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 the reason being, I think they can That's each sell saying. it to the, yeah, no, you're 100% spot on right. I want to give you credit. I think they're both dumb enough to do it because they both think they can blame the other party enough. And their parties are so politicized and it's so tribal that each of their bases will believe each side and what they're hearing. And so there may not be real political backlash for just pressing the button. And that would truly be some force turning stuff. So revised opinion, I agree with you 100%. This one might happen, y'all. This one might happen. They might do this one. It's a big deal. And look how many votes it took them. And I know we discussed this on the podcast. How many votes did it take to get a Speaker of the House? I mean, that's I like something like 14 that's, or something that's like that's something that. that's like quasi procedural. If they're going to be like that over the, the Speaker of the House, you got a, a big issue like the, the debt ceiling. Yeah, and then they're going to be just as wanton about that. Right. So, um, yeah. And the credit default swaps like continue to get, you know, bid up. Right. Which is the market saying like, yeah, <clears> they could not in the game of chicken. They could not swerve. Right. The market started to price that in a little bit. Um, and that would really send off the next phase of this uh, bear market, and it would really be good for gold as well. And so uh, things are lining up. And, and and let me be clear, you know, it's like they could just be in default for a tiny bit, right? Sure. Like even if they do default, it could be like a tiny default, like we default for a couple of weeks before we finally do figure it out. Um, and then they, they raise it and then things go back to normal. But um, it could definitely happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely something to watch. Interesting. Um, we'll see how that develops. Y'all should have some gold by now. You should have some gold exposure by now. We've been saying this um, for quite some time. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this also. You probably, if you're going to add to your lithium positions, that includes the explorers and the developers, this is probably the time to do it. I think we, we're going to start getting some more M&A in that space. I think we're going to start seeing um, some companies start to break out again. We're also getting into you know, the part of the year where a lot of the the companies that have had a lot of attention and eyes on them in the James Bay area specifically, um, they're starting to ramp up and actually have some drilling programs as opposed to just samples and field work, which look is critical and it's important. But, you know, everybody's into it to see what's in there, right? To see the truth machine turn. Truth machine is going to start turning for a lot of these players. Q2 Metals is getting ready for a 10,000 meter program here in the next couple of months. Ophir Gold is waiting for that program, I believe, before launching a program of its own because they have neighboring properties. Patriot, as everyone knows, has one of the most aggressive programs this year. And there's a new company. There's a gentleman that I interviewed earlier that's the CEO of Lift Power. And that's a company that's undertaking a very, very, very aggressive drill program at its Yellow Knife Lithium Project which I got to say is really, really interesting to me. I encourage everyone to take a peek at Lift Power. Um, massive land package, historic drilling, pegmatite outcrops that outcrop four kilometers of strike late, sample grades that are good, mineralogy looks solid, met work from the late 80s looks really, really good. Um, yeah, $330 million market cap, give or take a bit. $50 million of that backed by cash. So... There's there's your freebie for the week if you want to do some due diligence on an off-beaten path lithium player that's going to be very, very busy this year. You said everyone should have their gold. I still got to send you your little Credit Suisse thing I got so you can always remember the banking crisis of, of 2023. <laughs> Love I'll it. I'll get them in the mail here soon enough. You Love know how it. I'm going to do it? I'm going to uh, 
tuck it inside one of Mr. Dine's books, and I'm going to send it via media mail. That way it's cheap to send. Nick, always looking for a bargain. I'm always supposed to remind everybody that you should be subscribing to dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe to never miss out on our updates and our market commentary. Nick, anything else you want to get off your chest? No, Mother's Day this weekend after you watch this. Be sure to get that done. Make those reservations, get those gifts, make those kids write those cards if they're not doing it on their own. Very, very, very important if you're lucky enough to still have your mom and or moms that are great moms around you. I'm Gerardo Del Real along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 217 of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World. Mr. Hodge, send us off with some words of wisdom. No words from me. That's it. I gave them to you already. See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.